Well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Married to the Road podcast. I'm your host, Angie, and my husband, Larry, is here with me. We are team truck drivers. We drive all across the United States with our three dogs, um, and we have a podcast every week. We actually are making a change to our podcast starting this week, and we're going to start putting our podcast out on Tuesdays and Saturdays now. Uh, with our tight schedules, Tuesdays and Saturdays seem to go a little bit easier for us. So going forward, you can look forward to new episodes of our podcast every Tuesday and Saturday. If you're new to listening to Married to the Road, again, my husband and I are married truck drivers. We share our lives over the road with all of you followers and listeners. And you can also follow us on Facebook. That's Married to the Road, where we show photos of our life and videos of things that happen while we're out here on the road. You can also uh, find us on TikTok, again, Married to the Road, and that kind of shows our funnier side. And then every Wednesday night on TNCRadio.live, Larry and I have a live radio show called Tail Lights with the Bombs. Again, that's 7 p.m. Central every Wednesday night on TNCRadio.live. We're so glad that you joined us. We'll be back in just a minute. This is the Married to the Road podcast with your hosts, Larry and Angie Baum, married team truckers who will share with you the latest trucking news, share stories of life out on the road, their crazy road dogs, and how they are giving back to the trucking community with their Treat a Trucker campaign. Sit back, relax, and listen into Married to the Road. Keep your eyes on the road and your ears on us. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Angie, and I'm here with my hubby, Larry. Hello, 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 everybody. So we had a pretty relaxing weekend. Uh, We are getting ready to go pick up a load for tomorrow, but we had a couple days off, and it was kind of nice and kind of relaxing, don't you think? It was until we went to Walmart and couldn't get back to the truck. That is true. So as a lot of you guys know, we talk that a lot of times we'll have date days or date nights where we'll... Uh, Uber somewhere and go like grab lunch or grab dinner and then we usually stop at like a Walmart and get supplies and that's what we did yesterday. We Ubered to a restaurant and then we got there. What happened Larry? We could not get an Uber back to the truck. Oh before that when we got there the restaurant we wanted to go to. Oh yeah closed on Sundays. Yes. Welcome to Utah. Yes. So we got there and the one rest, we, we just assumed it would be open because it was a Sunday and we got there and nope, it was closed. Luckily, there was like three other restaurants around there. So we wanted choosing Cafe Rio, which actually was really good. I've never had a burrito with green enchilada sauce. No, that was really good. It was good. And then we went to Walmart, <laughs> went and got a few supplies. We didn't need much, but we grabbed a few supplies and we got done like at 3.30, went outside to smoke a cigarette, and we went to get on our phone and grab an Uber, and... It was very, very, very cold. Very cold. And we sat there for two hours trying to get an Uber, and it kept searching and searching and searching, and every time it'd say, sorry, there are no Uber drivers available in your area. So we waited and waited and waited and waited. In the cold. And my phone was dying on top of it. So we were like, we were debating, should we go back? Because I had a, I had my phone cord with me. 
but I didn't have the little cube to plug in. And we're like, we were getting so desperate. It's like, okay, one of two things is going to have to happen. Either we're going to have to beg somebody for a ride. I'm going to have to go in and get a cube or we're going to have to walk eight miles to get to our truck. And our dogs had been sitting there waiting for us to come back. It kind of, I kind of got freaked out. Did you get freaked out at all? I was getting a little freaked out. But then what we did is we went, bought a candy bar and took out $40 of cash. And I was asking people, please give us a ride to our truck. Here's 40 bucks. Everybody, no, sorry, going the opposite direction. No, sorry, going the opposite direction. And then these kids came out and we asked them and they're like, no, sorry, we're going the opposite direction. So 10 minutes go by. I'm still asking people, asking people. And finally, those kids pulled up and said, you guys look cold. Come on, we'll give you a ride up in. Yeah, so it was so nice. And they actually had, were, had borrowed a vehicle from a family member to go run errands. So they had to ask the family member for permission if it was okay. And it's like, we totally understood because we're in our yellow jackets. We've got a, a half a cartload full of groceries. They probably are like, okay, these people are really weird. Why are they asking for a ride? But it's like, you know, come on, we have groceries. We don't look that intimidating, do we? Yeah. Well, maybe you do with your Fu Manchu goatee well, you got when going it was on. Pink. Well, it oh, wasn't it wasn't pink, pink yet. yet. That's true. It was not pink yet. So yeah. So for those of you who may have missed, <laughs> Nova, stop. Nova's in her cage. She's she she's be part of the show. Yeah, she's locked up for right now. But uh, yeah. So yesterday we did a live on TikTok, and Larry couldn't decide whether he was either going to shave off everything keep his beard, go to a goatee, make it shorter. He couldn't decide what he was going to do. And I didn't know. And he didn't know until he started doing his live. So what did you decide to do? I kept the goatee and kept it long. So he has no hair on the side of his face. I think it looks much, much better. What do you think? Feels a lot better too. Yeah. And when I slept last night, it didn't itch my face when I was sleeping. Aha. See? Should have had a goatee the whole time. Yep. So the whole, so anyway, when he was doing his goatee yesterday and we had people on there, people were challenging him. They're like, if you get to 10,000 likes on your video, you have to dye your beard pink. And I told him, I'm like, don't agree to that. Don't agree to that. But what does he do? He agrees to it. So yesterday when we were at Walmart, we went and got pink hair dye. And luckily there was one box left of semi-permanent uh, hair dye, which said it would only last for like 10 washings. And thank you for getting me the semi-permanent. <laughs> so last night on live, about 7 p.m., he went live and he dyed the white part of his beard pink. And when he put it on, it scared me because it looked blood red. So I was Pepe Le Pew. Now I'm Pepe Le Pink. <laughs> Pepe Le Pink. <laughs> but, you know, you took a shower last night to try to get, you know, wash off the hair dye. And most of the hair dye came out. You don't have too much left. No, it's still a little pink. But, yeah, it, it definitely lightened up a lot. Which actually is probably going to be easier for you walking into the truck stops not having a bright fluorescent pink beard. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> now I want to go silver. Yes. So I'd be silver and black. He wants to make he wants to make the white really pop so it's silver. What's that called? Something platinum? Oh yeah, it was it was a uh, crystal platinum. Di it was diamond platinum. Diamond platinum. Yeah, right next to where the hot pink was, there was uh, some platinum hair color, and I was like, oh, I wish I had known you wanted to do that because I could have picked that up at the same time. So, next Walmart delivery, we will add that to our order. Yep. Because by then I'll have to add some blonde hair dye. So we'll add platinum for you and blonde for me. Unless you go platinum. Unless I go platinum. 
Who I don't know if I'm that brave. We could do your hair silver and black too. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna look like a skunk or a raccoon or anything <laughs> like that. No. Stick with your blonde. I I think I'm gonna stick with my blonde. Oh, but yeah, it was a pretty relaxing weekend other than being really scared. Oh, but the crazy thing is the people that saved us yesterday, we didn't say this part. The people that saved us yesterday, I forgot what her fiance's name is, but her name was Isabel. (coughs) And so we gave... I love that name. I have a cousin, Isabel. Oh, you do? Yeah. I got hiccups now. Oh my goodness. So anyway, they, uh, we gave them our business card and we gave them two... $10 $10 Flying J cars from our True Trucker uh, program. Which we have to... We'll reimburse. Reimburse. But we wanted to thank them and make sure they were able to put gas in the car. So we gave them our business cards. And not a half hour after they left us, she contacted me through Facebook. And she's like, oh my God, we had no idea who you guys were or how big you were on social media and that you were in our car and so cool. And she's like, she was just, you know, flabbergasted. She followed us on TikTok, followed us on Facebook. And then she's like, we would like to send you an invitation to our wedding because what we found out was when they were driving us back that they're getting married in August. On my birthday. Which actually is going to be your what birthday this year? Six zero, the big sixty. So on Larry's sixtieth birthday, we have a wedding to go to now. So I thought that was so cool. I told her she was gonna make me cry. That was so sweet that she thought of us. They were a super sweet couple. They didn't have to do what they did, but man, did we appreciate it because we were, we were so cold and. They were our guardian angels. They literally saved our lives. We were freezing. Yeah, and we didn't, honestly, we didn't know how we were going to get back. Because a lot of times, you know, if we if we think that we're not going to be able to get an Uber to or from a place, then we'll just bobtail with our truck just to make sure that we always have a ride. But we had, uh, we had Ubered a couple days prior to that into the town and had no problem getting an Uber there, no Actually, problem. Actually... When we Ubered there, we had a lady that was amazing. Yes. And then she picked us up and took us back to our truck. That, that's right. Yeah, we had, we had the, the same, same Uber. Uber. Same Maybe that should there. have been our first clue that there's not a whole lot of Uber drivers out here. Uh, yeah. The, the fact that we got the same one. But anyway, it was interesting. It was, it was, it was kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. I was getting frustrated yesterday. I was tired. I had a headache. And it was so freaking cold. And stand outside of Walmart for two hours just praying that somebody's going to be kind enough to give us a ride home. And, I mean, it was a 15-minute drive for them, so it was out of their way. And it was so nice of them to do that. It really was. So it was basically a half hour out of their way. 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back. Yeah. It's nice to know there's still people like that in the world. I mean, I know I know if Larry and I had been in that situation, we would have definitely given them a ride. But in this day and age, and I understand because you can't trust people, and I understand it was just a bad situation, and we are so grateful that somebody was so kind enough to see that we weren't there to harm them. We literally just needed a ride back. Yeah. I asked them, I said, I said, what if I was a serial killer? And then they said, well, what's the odds of two serial killers in the same vehicle? Oh, I know that joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, we're getting ready to take off here shortly because we're going to get to our location tonight of where we're picking up our load because we got to get back to the grind tomorrow. It's back to work. I'll be getting there after Angie drives halfway, then I drive halfway. We will get there at about three in the morning, which is five hours early. Yes. It's always good to be early. We like being early. It's better to be early than be scrambling to get there on time. Heck yeah. I love being early. (laughs) 
But we've only got a couple more weeks until Matt, so it's getting getting close to the wire. Yeah. We still got a lot to do to get a lot to do to get ready for Matt still. Oh, we do. Do we do do do? We do do we do do do. We do 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 do. Still need to order shirts and still need to order a few things, but it's getting exciting. I can't wait. Again, if you guys are going to Matt's, which is the Mid America Truck Show, we're gonna be there uh, Wednesday through Sunday. So it's Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, March 29th through April 1st is when the actual show's going, and we'll be there Wednesday through Sunday. We're gonna help set up booths and also help takedown booths on Sunday, so we'll be there the whole time, so if you're going to be in the area, please let us know. We have two booths to set up. We do. We have to help out with uh, TNC Radio and Real Women in Trucking, so we're going to be busy, busy, but hopefully we'll get a chance to mingle mingle and meet a lot of people. We're so excited because there's a party on Thursday night before the actual truck show opens up, and that's when you get to meet a lot of your friends, a lot of your truckers that, you know, you really only talk to on the phone you don't get to see too often throughout the year. It's going to be very fun. Yes. There's there's probably about 30 people we're looking forward to seeing, so it's going to be a blast. At least 30. Yes. But anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about overweight loads. And Do I need to go on a diet? <laughs> we both do. We both do, let's be honest. But no, we're going to be talking about companies who, um, some companies who kind of force their drivers to drive illegally with overweight loads. And we're going to be talking about an actual company in Connecticut that got fined this week over $11,000 for an overweight load and how a lot of trucking companies kind of force their drivers to drive that way just to get the freight across America and it's not it's not right and what the consequences can be for the driver if they get caught pulling that overweight load and so we actually know a couple that has been forced to do that yes forced dispatch to do that so we'll be discussing that in just a few minutes so just stay tuned we'll be right back Treat a Trucker is a campaign that Larry and I started back in March. Our sole purpose was to try to provide a meal for a truck driver in need. So many truckers during the COVID crisis were having a hard time finding restaurants that were open. And we also wanted to thank them for working during this year that has been so trying for so many truck drivers. We give out Denny's and Subway cards with a value of $10 to help the truck drivers get a meal and just to tell them thank you and let them know that we appreciate them for keeping America rolling. Especially with the holiday season come up, we would really love to give out as many gift cards as possible. If you are interested in providing a free meal for a truck driver to say thank you, we encourage you to visit our Facebook page, Married to the Road, and click on our fundraiser to make a donation today. Any amount will help, and we will be sure to post all photos of all the truck drivers that we help. Be sure to check there also to see the other 450 truck drivers that we have gifted free meals for since March. Don't forget to visit us at Married to the Road. Welcome back, everybody. So I found a really good news story on CDL Life, and I will put the link in our podcast notes in case you want to check this out. But it says, a Connecticut trooper slap a trucking company with $11,310 fine for an overweight violation. It says, last week, Connecticut state troopers pulled out the portable scales after spotting an oversized load being transported by a truck on a prohibited bridge. So I guess there's a bridge in Connecticut, and this happened on February 16th on I-95, and um, it's called the Golden Star Bridge. 
Um, and so the traffic services unit was conducting commercial vehicle enforcement when they saw that an oversized load was trying to cross this bridge. And I guess at this particular bridge, they do not allow oversized loads to cross. So the trooper was aware that the oversized load was prohibited from traveling on the Golden Star Bridge and decided to initiate a traffic stop. The trooper then using portable scales to determine that the weight of the load was approximately 96,600 pounds, which is a total of 16,600 pounds over the allowable weight. So as most people may or may not know, if you're a truck driver, uh, depending on how many axles you have, um, it is usually 80,000 pounds is the total that you can haul. And that includes your truck, your trailer, and any cargo that you are containing. So he was 16,600 pounds over. And it says that the trucking company responsible for the oversized load was issued a fine of $11,310 for the infraction. Uh, the state trooper said, as a reminder, commercial operators transporting oversized loads should always be aware of the size and weight restrictions as members of our traffic service units usually patrol state highways, monitoring for unsafe operations of both passenger and commercial vehicles. So as I was reading that, Larry, I was thinking, you know, we know the company got fined, but it's also the driver's responsibility. He should have definitely weighed that load. And so I'm assuming that he probably either lost his job or he also got a part of that fine. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, I would think he got fined and could lose his job unless the company made him do it. Right. And we, we've actually had friends of ours that have been, I would, I would say, forced dispatch because the company that they work for know that they're going to be hauling loads that are overweight by two, three, four thousand pounds. And they still require the drivers to pull those loads. And there was even times when our friends would be forced to pull that load and they got to the point where they knew what time the scale houses would open and close and they would go hide out at rest areas or truck stops because they knew that they would probably get pulled into the scale and somebody would find out that they were overweight. So, I mean, that's a, we actually looked up an overweight ticket and it's pretty hefty if a truck driver gets fined overweight as far as how much he gets charged and that actually happened to us one time where we got an oversized load and that's when we were with overweight, overweight. yeah that's when we were with fedex and do you remember exactly how that one happened yeah we went to a distributor of diatomaceous earth and uh, they had a scale on site so they loaded us up and we run over the scale on our way out and it said we were at 75,000 pounds. So as we were driving driving down the road, I felt a little heavier than that. So the next scale that we came to, I pulled in, we got weighed, and we were at 82,000 pounds. So I parked it, we called. I wanted to go back for them to take a couple pallets off. Oh, they were closed already. Imagine that. Yeah, and the worst part about it is where we had picked up at, was out in the middle of nowhere, Nevada, literally out in the middle of nowhere. And the closest scale that we could get to was an hour away. So we had already driven an hour overweight, which we didn't know until we got to the TA and weighed ourselves to find out that we were at 82,000 pounds. And uh, that caused, and we got loaded like at noon. And by the time we got to the TA, it was like 
one o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday and they said oh sorry we're already closed for the day and I believe Monday was a holiday so we were like oh crap what do we do so we had to call FedEx and that turned into quite a debacle we were there for what I think it was almost uh, 24 hours yeah they didn't get there till Saturday afternoon they sent another truck and we took uh, two pallets off and put it on their truck uh, they actually, yeah, they actually sent a small little expediter truck, but then they also with had a with a lift gate. But they also had to have another truck with a forklift come to take off one pallet of that to put it onto his truck. So it wound up costing the customer a whole lot. And we kind of figured out what they were trying to do was to pull a fast one on us because we were only supposed to get. A certain amount of weight and they want to put in on us about six thousand dollars more than what they had told FedEx so we think they were trying to pull a fast one and unfortunately it cost them another truck that they had to pay for plus another truck with a forklift just to move that last pallet so it makes you wonder how many other trucking companies try to get their truck drivers or to either get their truck drivers to drive knowing that the weight is going to be overweight or how many truck drivers do it hoping that they can get away with it. Do you think Do you think a lot of truckers try to get away with that? I'm sure they do. I, I would be too scared. I mean, we were terrified that day. And we drove an hour. And we are like, thank goodness we didn't get pulled in. I mean, we, we could have told them, you know, we did weigh. But their scale was completely wrong. But anyway, I saw that article today. And it just reminded me of that time when Larry and I had an over weight load and it reminded me of some of our friends right now they've been going through a similar situation where it seems like once a week they get a load that's like two or three thousand pounds overweight and they always have to try to hide in the and avoid the scale houses so that they don't get pulled in and uh you know that's just not the way to drive safely because in the end you as a trucker are going to get at probably not in as much trouble as a trucking company but you're still gonna get in a lot of trouble and an overweight ticket really looks bad on your cdl so anyway we're gonna take another break and we'll be back in a few minutes with some truckers tales did you know that you could listen to the marriage the road podcast completely ad free that's right no longer having to listen to the ad you can become a paid subscriber today. Join our podcast subscription for only $3.99 a month. This gives you access to ad-free podcasts, plus two bonus episodes each month, and a 20% discount off of all of our merchandise. Become a subscriber today by joining us at anchor.fm slash married, or by going to Spotify to Married to the Road. Join today for only $3.99. Welcome back, everybody. So I've got a trucker's tale from you. Uh, this is going to come from Reddit. And again, I will put the link in our show's notes. But this is kind of an interesting story about a Rottweiler, a monkey, and two truckers. So uh, this is being stole, told from a truck driver who uh, has been out on the road for 48 years. He says, one time I was waiting out at the front of a truck stop back in the mid-1980s. I was sitting on a park bench with a guy that had a great big Rottweiler kind of dog that was on a leash next to him. So we tried to make small talk, but this guy was quite a sourpuss and really didn't want to talk to me. So as we sat in silence for a few minutes, 
until the most unexpected thing I have ever seen happened right before my eyes and I'm not even quite sure how to explain this. While we were sitting there, a big 18-wheeler pulls in without a trailer. So in other words, he was bobtailing. So he parks right up in front, just like a normal car would. But inside the cab of the truck with the driver is a little monkey. The kind of monkey like dances like an organ grinder kind of monkey. I think they call him a rhesus monkey perhaps. Well, the dog spots this little monkey and he proceeds to go ape shit over it. He's lunging at the end of his leash, barking at the top of his lungs, and generally just making a real spectacle of himself, to say the very least. The driver is obviously upset, but not as nearly as much as the monkey is. Actually, upset may be the wrong adjective to describe this monkey. In retrospect, I think that he was aggressively uh, trying is more of an appropriate description for his disposition. This monkey was pacing the dashboard back and forth, never taking his eye off the very aggressive dog. The driver opens up the little triangle window back in those days was known as a smoker's window. He yells out to the, to the driver that has the dog and tells him to call his dog off because it's upsetting his monkey. The driver laughs and says, no way. My dog's not doing anything wrong. He says, the dog, <laughs> the driver couldn't be further from the truth. The dog has not shut up since the driver or since the dog laid eyes on the monkey. I promise you that this dog is bothering everybody for several blocks around. Now here's where things start to get, well, let's say interesting. The driver says that if he doesn't call off his dogs, he's going to let his monkey loose on the dog. Okay. I have not read the rest of the story, Larry. So, are you visualizing a Rottweiler on his leash, aggressively barking at this monkey in the truck, and now the driver of the monkey is saying, if you don't take that dog away, I'm going to let my monkey loose on you. Yeah, I don't know. I think a Rottweiler would be able to take a monkey, although monkeys are pretty smart, and they're pretty sneaky. They are pretty smart and pretty sneaky and I don't know how this story goes because I only read half the story because I wanted to be as surprised as you are. So the driver of the dog starts laughing and says that his dog would eat that monkey alive. Upon hearing this the other driver leans over reaches into his glove box I guess and pulls out one of those tiny baseball bats like you used to get at the Astro World or the carnivals. And he, so, in other words, he's giving the monkey an equalizer. Yes, and it says he places it in the monkey's hand. The monkey obviously knows what's about to go down because he's now trying to squeeze out of that little triangular window I mentioned earlier. This monkey has murder in his eyes if I have ever seen it. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I want to finish reading this. Okay, so the driver hollers, last chance to save your dog's life. In response, the other truck driver uh, lets his dog off of the leash. Now we have a real situation that is going to escalate to a point where we're going to have a dog jumping up the window and a monkey screaming profanities right back at him. Well, the driver finally rolls down the regular window and out leaps all kinds of miniature primate hell. The dog never knew what hit him. Quick as a flash this monkey's riding on the back of this dog's neck. Oh my god. 
His two back feet are all wrapped up in the neck fur of this dog, while one hand is hanging onto his ear. The other hand, as you can may, may now have guessed, is steadily and mercilessly raining down blows on the dog's head and face with that bat. And I mean hard blows. You could hear him whap, whap, whapping over the dog's head. Well, it only took a moment for the dog to realize that he, is, he was in way over his head. He bolts yelping bloody murder as he runs away at full speed. I mean, this dog is running so hard that he's throwing up tufts of grass and dirt as soon as he leaves the pavement. The monkey's still riding him <laughs> and beating him along the way the whole time. The driver of the dog acts like, uh, or sorry, the driver of the dog acts like he wants to fight now. But several people, including myself, stepped in to stop that nonsense in his tracks. In a couple of minutes or so, the little monkey comes lopping back with his little bat still in his hand, leaps up into the still open window of the truck to wait his master, who has gone on inside into the store. While the other truck driver ran off to go try to find his dog. But honestly, I'm not sure if he ever did. Is that not the craziest story you've ever heard of literally a monkey beating the crap out of a Rottweiler? I can totally see that. Oh. He rode that dog like a fucking Bronco. I could totally visualize that the whole time. And I love the fact that I didn't know how that story was going to end. I only read half of it and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good story. Oh. I would have loved to seen that. No joke. Okay, if you have a good story that's happened to you or a friend or somebody else that you think would be a great story for us to tell on Trekker's Tales on please our podcast. Please try to beat that story. Yeah, please try to beat that story. Please let us know about your story. We would love to put it in our podcast. Uh, we can either mention your name or we can leave you anonymous or we can always use your CB handle. But just be sure to get a hold of Larry and I and we will include your crazy trucker's tale in our podcast. We're going to take another commercial break and we'll be back in just a few moments. TNCRadio.live, Transportation Network Channel. TNCRadio.live provides commercial truck drivers up-to-the-minute details that they need to be safer, smarter, and more successful out on the road. TNCRadio.live does this by providing accurate and timely traffic, weather, news, and entertainment via a driver design programming throughout the broadcast days. So if you spend your days and nights driving the highways of North America, then TNCRadio.live is for you. And hey, you may even hear Larry and I on there. We have our Wednesday night show called Tail Lights with the Bombs on TNCRadio.live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern. And you may even hear me occasionally Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 in the morning with a morning grind doing the weather. So please be sure to visit tncradio.live you can listen on your laptop or phone or download the app through your favorite app store again tncradio.live Of our family too, and they're on the truck. 
And so we did every, you know, every time we do our podcast, we share a little story because Lord knows there's enough stories to tell about those guys. And uh, today we are going to start at the very beginning. Which is kind of a sad story, but with a happy ending. It's on how we got our baby Gizmo. He was our first one. And I don't even know exactly how we came. I think I was scrolling on Facebook one day. And I saw that there was a local uh, breeder that wasn't too far from us, and she had put up a litter of puppies. There was like 12 of them, and they were so flipping cute. And Larry and I had kind of talked for a while about getting a small dog, but we were on the fence, and we didn't know. We were, we were kind of researching. We knew we wanted a small dog, but we didn't know if we wanted a Shitsu or if we wanted a Pomeranian. And this lady just happened to be breeding a new breed called... Shit Pom. <laughs> Actually, they were called Shit Pom, which is Shit Tzu Pomerine, but Larry likes to call them Shit Pom. So, we actually found the puppies when they were like, I think, three weeks old. So, the cool part about it was we got to actually see, like, video updates on the puppy and see the progression and see them all growing. And then our daughter saw the puppies and she decided and she wanted one out of that same litter, so she wound up getting one as well. And what was her, what was her puppy's name? Luna. <laughs> you had to think about Luna, yeah. So about eight weeks along, when they were eight weeks along, we decided that we were going to surprise our grandkids. And so we all went to the breeder's house, and the grandkids had no idea they were getting a new puppy. And we show up there, and we walk into this strange lady's house, and on the floor are these two little cheap fluff balls, a little boy and a little girl. And the kids were ecstatic. They were bawling. Were they bawling? They were happy tears. Happy, happy tears. We were happy tears. And we actually were, like, getting ready to go back on the road the very next day. We only had a little bit of time to pick up the puppy, and then we were going to pack and get on the road and everything else. So we got the puppy, and we were so excited, so cute, and the first day was great. He was he was good, he slept a lot, and then I think the second day is when we started noticing, whoa, something's not right with this puppy. Do you remember all that happened with him? Yeah, he was uh, really lethargic and throwing up. Just really, really, really bad sick puppy. Yeah, we just, he stopped eating all of a sudden, and we couldn't figure out what was wrong. So I called my daughter to see how her puppy was doing. And her puppy was doing great. He was thriving. I called the breeder. All the other puppies had no issues. They were doing great. They were doing fine. It was just this particular puppy. So Larry and I stopped while we were on the road, and we did an emergency vet appointment. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with the puppy either. But they said, well, maybe it was a change of the puppy going on the truck. Maybe it was traumatic for the system. So they had us start giving him the baby formula and a bottle and to try to feed him that way. So the next two days, Larry and I tried our hardest to bottle feed this puppy. And then finally we were just like, this puppy is not getting any better. We need to go home. So <clears throat> we called FedEx and we're like, listen, we're on our way home. We've got to take this puppy into the vet. You know, we've invested a lot of time and money into this puppy. And what we're doing is not getting him any better. And we were like, I think I was driving at that time, and you were holding him in your arm, and we were like an hour away from the vet's office, wasn't it? Yep. And 
said, we were actually in our own personal vehicle, and Larry was holding the puppy, and we were like an hour away from the vet's office, and we were on the phone with the vet, and we're like, you know, we'll be there in an hour, you know, we're coming in fast, you know, please be ready for us, we don't know what's wrong with the puppy, but he's so lethargic, and we're afraid he's going to die, because he's just not getting enough food in his system. And then all of a sudden, Larry looks over at me, and he said, I'm so sorry, baby, he said, but I think you passed away. Passed away in my arms. So that was, like, horrific. We could not believe it. We're like, we invested so much time and money into this poor little puppy, and then to have us pass away in our arms, we were just devastated. So we called the breeder to let her know, because she had 12 other puppies in that litter, and so she needed to be made aware of the situation in case any of the other puppies got sick. So she told us, listen, I still got, you know, two or three more puppies in that litter. And the one that, that Larry had originally wanted was still available in that litter. And she's like, so if you want, you can come back and, you know, the next couple of days and you can grab one of the last few puppies that are left. So after a while, we're like, no, I don't know if we want another puppy. That was so heartbreaking. But we decided to go back. And the last little puppy remaining was... Gizmo! Gizmo, which was the puppy that Larry originally wanted from the very beginning. I had picked out the first puppy, and we called it Shotzi. And Larry had picked out Gizmo originally. And I was like, no, 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 I like Shotzi, he's better. But obviously Gizmo was meant to be. So we went back, we got Gizmo, and as you guys know, Gizmo is happy and healthy and just a fat little monkey and just the best little dog. And our daughter's dog is uh, Luna, she's healthy and she's fine, so I guess it was just God's way of saying that Shasti wasn't for us, but we, we loved him while we could, and then we got Gizmo. So that's kind of how we came across with getting Gizmo. Sad, sad story, but a happy story. Sad with a happy ending. Yes. And he was so cute when we first got him, he looked like a little people from the, what was it, Gremlin. And Shotzi, we, we buried him in, in our backyard. Yes, yes. We made it home and we were able to bury him. And it, it's like, as sad as it was that it happened the way that it happened, we just look at it as though Shotzi needed us in the time that we had him. And we got to love that puppy until the very end. And we did everything we could to save that puppy. But obviously, he wasn't the puppy for us. Gizmo was. And we never regretted that decision because Gizmo is the dog for us. You guys have seen him. He's so funny. He's so comical. And from day one, he's been Larry's puppy. He's been your little buddy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's my boy. Yep. And it was because of Gizmo that we decided to get banded, but we'll share that story in another, another day. And that's another kind of sad-ish story. But with a happy ending. But with a happy ending. Yes. So, anyway, that's how we got Gizmo. That's how, and I just realized that he just turned five this year. He's leaving. We've had him for five years. Five years. Oh, my gosh. Because we got him at the same time that my other daughter got her puppy, Marlo. And Marlo just celebrated her fifth birthday this year, which means that so did Gizmo. And And so did Luna. And so did Luna, yeah. And every time we go to Florida, Gizmo, Bandit, and Lunix, they all play together. They're all siblings, and they have the best time. So, but anyway, we'll share our story on how we got Bandit on Saturday, excuse me, Saturday's Puppet Tales. So, we'll 
share that one on Saturday, and then the next story will be how we got Nova. <laughs> it's Nova's Nova. All right, we'll be back in just a minute, everybody. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Mary Rose podcast. We truly appreciate all of our supporters. Please be sure to like, share, and follow our podcast. It really does help us grow. And as a reminder, this Wednesday, you can listen to Larry Nine Live on tncradio.live at 7 p.m. Central. This week, our guest is going to be uh, Michelle and Idella from Tier Organization for Real Women in Trucking. And they're going to be talking about all the charity work that they do to help out truckers and their family members. So be sure to join us live at Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central at tncradio.live. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook, Mary to the Road. And also for the lighter, funnier side of us, you can find us on TikTok at Mary to the Road as well. And as always, as Larry says, Be safe out there, everybody. Keep your eyes on the road and your ears on us. Be safe, everybody. See you on Saturday.